Let's talk about why you keep failing your funding assessments and how if you haven't got these three pillars in place, you're gonna keep going around this vicious loop, this vicious circle, and paying for assessment after assessment, going absolutely nowhere. Anyway, so why do you actually think people are still going through this loop of failing? Vicious circles, what, why, do you, why do you think it's happening? Well, I mean, I see a lot on, on coaching calls and elsewhere as well. I think um, the main part of it is people are not actually aware to um, they're missing links in their trading mm. and there's three particular links which i know we'll touch on in a bit as well um but number one is their system a lot of people do know it very very well or at least think they do um number two is their trading plan and number three is their trader psychology as well which is which we'll see in a minute is the most disregarded part of these three particular pillars and so to summarize that because i know we'll go into a bit more detail in a second um people are not actually aware of the missing link out of those three, right? For many, many, many reasons. Well, with these missing links, what do you think is, uh, why do you think there's, why do you think that they fail to actually acknowledge that there are these pillars? Do you think it's just, they're not aware of it, that they don't actually even know it exists? Because most people, if you said to a trader, mm -hmm. right, what do you think you need to work on in trading? Do you need to work on just technicals? Majority of them would say, no, psychology is important. So they're, they're kind of aware to it, but not realizing how it all links together, which I'm, I'm really excited to, to go into. So in the podcast, by the way, so welcome to everybody that's listening. Uh, if you haven't seen Ibi on the podcast before, he's one of our coaches at Falcon, tons of experience and is just really going to drop some, some really powerful wisdom, but that's practical for you to take away. So if you're listening to this for the first time and you really want to improve your chances of succeeding in funding, then you're really going to want to listen to these things because I believe fundamentally this is why people are going around in this cycle. But yeah, going back to the question, do you think it's they're just not even aware that it really exists or they just ignore it and they are aware of it? Uh, let's, let's begin with the number one, which is uh, a lack of lack of self-honesty and two, number open-mindedness as well, right? I think these are the two key traits that everyone can deploy and has to deploy as an imperative mm -hmm. um, before they begin looking into themselves now. Because people aren't honest, they don't look at themselves in the mirror, they don't look at their own trade uh, trade results, their trade journal with honesty, um, they can't actually identify these missing links. I don't doubt for a second, especially in an information age like we are living in now, where we've got access to absolutely everything. We can Information is not scarce nowadays, but knowledge is, right? And especially applied knowledge. People, of course, are aware of trading psychology, but the, the, the fact is, and I've seen this firsthand as well, they're only aware of it at a very surface level. They know what formal is and greed and these things, and, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Now, the key thing is that the first lesson that they get on trading psychology is when they take on capital, right? A lot of these guys knew the system phenomenally well, and a test that you can try, anybody can try watching this is a practical thing, if you think that you don't know your system, um, is just go and test three pairs of your choice. Don't log in any data or anything like that. Just go and test them. And if you can find that you can perform consistently, and you can have some sense of profitability, you know your system to an extent in which you can be profitable. If you're not profitable in the live markets, then there is a missing link. And that's where the change starts now. Then you look at number two. Why is it that you can perform in a simulative, non-threat environment, but in a live trading environment, you can't emulate the performance? And that's where we start going on this rabbit hole now. Number two now is that trading plan. First of all, you might have a trading plan that lacks definitiveness. It's not binary enough. So when it comes down to actually making a decision under pressure in the moment, actually applying that knowledge of your system under pressure in the moment, um, you can't do that effectively because your trading plan doesn't constitute for that now, right? 
And let's say you've even got the trading plan on check, you've got the system on check in terms of your, your strategy, two things out of three now, how are you going to effectively apply your trading plan, even if it's binary, if you don't actually understand the hemispheres of your brain and how they can impact your trading in the moment? You can take a trade that you think fits the plan, right? It's what they call inattentive blindness. That th you think fits the plan, where you look at that trade two, three, four days later, and you find this didn't fit my plan. What actually took over my mind in the moment? I don't know, right? And this is a loop that people are continuously under. And they're always finding their answers. They're trying to find their answers out there on the market somewhere, right? And the longer they keep doing that, it's like a dog chasing its tail. It's just, mm -hmm. it's never going to catch it. So I'm not, I'm not in doubt that people have access to information and that they're aware of it and that it's there. But I, what I am doubt of is that they, they don't understand the importance of these three pillars particularly. Well, 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 let's let's dive into that as three pillars. But I think that's perfectly said. Call it let's uh, for a, for a visual perspective, people listening. You imagine a triangle, a pyramid, and and look at these three pillars. Left corner will go with the actual system itself. So whatever system you trade, at the top of that pyramid, we're then going to go our actual trading plan, right? So your system that you've got is giving you your edge, right? That should have you should be trading something that has an edge, right? That you're able to trade. Your trading plan needs to facilitate for that so that you're able to perform that. And it might even be more of an edge because you refined it so much as to how you're learning how to trade that particular system. Now on the bottom right of the pyramid, you've then got your psychology, trader psychology. There's two parts of psychology. There's the psychological aspect of just understanding what trading psychology and psychology is. And there's, there's the psychological breakthroughs you get from experience of just trading and just experiencing taking trades, right? So if we imagine that, so everyone listening can understand what that looks like, I think that's where we start. So these three pillars for those that are going through the funding challenges, because that's what this is really about. Why is it that they go through it, lose, go through it, lose, go through it, lose. And the statistics already out there, some of the biggest prop firms in the world here are showcasing that repetitive thing. So people can pass, they can get excited and they can get through, they can get through to the next stage, maybe take even a withdrawal, right? They can even take a 50K, 20K withdrawal. But yet a few weeks after that, 100% of them lose. So if we look at that pyramid, what's the missing link? If we just think about it right now, in your opinion, what, what stands out straight away? It's psychology. It's, it's, it comes down to it. In the end, it's always going to come back and bite you if you don't work on it. You know, like, it's what, it's what makes me, look, I, like I said, even if I'm a coach now, I've come from being a student and I always will be a student, right? As, as, as will you as well. And any, everybody watching this, I'm sure, will always be a student in the market. And um, five years ago, now I remember, pretty much every uh, platform I was looking to learn off, what sold was technical analysis. That's mm. what sold, right? That's what makes people money nowadays. Someone's got a course out there they want to sell. They, they sell you on how their system is the best in the world. I'll give you an example. Right? Anybody can imagine this now. Imagine you've got a Ferrari parked in the drive, right? Bright red. Everyone knows a Ferrari, I hope, anyway. Um, now, gleaming red Ferrari in the drive. Is it useful to have that there um, if there's no fuel in it, no petrol in it? No, right? What, what's, what are you going to do with it? It's like, it's like having a pen but not writing with it or having a phone and not actually using it. It's just a piece of metal. Okay, you've got fuel in the car now. And the car's there, but is it still drivable without a driver? No, it's not. So you need three different constructs to actually make use of the car. Now, let's imagine that you do have a driver, you do have fuel, you do have the car, um, but the driver just passed his test yesterday. How, how, how likely that this person is going to crash this car, this caliber of car? Very likely. Now, how that relates to this is that the car is your strategy, the fuel, the petrol, 
and this car is your trading plan and the driver is your mind. If you've not trained your mind to trade in a live environment and in a thorough environment and do so in different circumstances over a span of time experience, right? How likely is you're going to crash your account, your system? It's so, so vital to understand that. Now, going back on that point a minute, this is what the industry is like today. And this is coming from a non-biased, neutral approach here. Everyone's glamorizing how nice the car looks. And you've got a crowd of people sat spectating on how beautiful it looks in, in admiration of it. This is amazing. Then you've got people down the road thinking, no, I'm going to make a better car than that, right? I'm going to make mine look nicer. This is the trading industry today, 101. And that's why, honestly, I think what we've got going on here is to just cut out all that nonsense, bring back professionalism, and actually educate people on, no, it's not just about the vehicle. It's about the fuel you put in there and also the driver as well, right? This is why we have things like rewired for those that don't know, right? The, the level of depth that you have to go into with psychology, I think people heavily underestimate. And they only start to realize really and truly about three to four years in on a statistical basis, because that's the point they start taking on capital, right? For most people, mm -hmm. um, especially those guys who started a little while back. So when people do have that first experience of, of wow, like this is a, a really major barricade, right? If I don't work on it, my mind is really powerful. If I don't work on it, it's like a machine. You've got to have the instruction manual, learn it, right? If you don't understand the instruction manual of this machine that you have in between your ears, it's going to self-destruct. 100%. I think that's a beautiful example of the, the car, the fuel, the fuel, the Ferrari, and more so the driver as well, which is the, the most under uh, underrated one. And I think because of that, we have to understand is that what is the typical... Uh, time frame in which that people would do something like a back testing session. It's not uncommon for someone to do what a four hour back testing session yeah. weekly, right? They'll do that. How many on, if, honestly, of you all listening, spend four hours a week or five hours a week on your psychology? I, I bet it's so small. So it's almost like the 80, 20 rule in reverse. And that is why you could put, let's say an inexperienced driver in a car that is capable of so much, mm -hmm. but they'll never perform. Right. So it could be the best. Let's say there was a best system, which doesn't exist. The Holy Grail. If there was a Holy Grail, it'd be in your mind. Right. Yeah. If you were search, the biggest Holy Grail you want to search for is in your own head. And if you could master that, you would actually achieve it because it's the closest thing to the Holy Grail because you're mentally ready to perform. Why is it that someone who is mentally equipped could almost trade any system? Because we're mentally equipped and anybody else that is mentally equipped. Give me another strategy, even if I haven't got a clue how it works. Give me six weeks to eight weeks. I'll figure it out. Why? Because I've already done the hard part, which is I've worked on my mind so much. I just need to figure out, well, what are the, the little nuances? What are the, what's the labeling? What are the tweaks? What are, how did it enter? Is it a moving average? Is it an indicator? Not that I would even entertain that, but you see what I mean? I just like, give me a new system that I'm not aware of and just tell me the information and then I'll just go and learn it. I don't have to figure out right, if I've taken a loss, oh, am I going to take this personally and then carry this uh, emotion onto the next trade? I've already surpassed that. It doesn't exist in my realm of reality anymore. Yeah. So then when you kind of look at it like that, which most people don't, is that this is why a trader that has surpassed all those areas and is working on self-mastery of oneself, they can pretty much trade any system given the enough time to learn what the technicals are. And, and that is what is so fascinating about trading. We're missing... The, the big elephant in the room, which is that right part of the pyramid, the psychology. If yeah. you don't have it, and as you said earlier, it'd be surface level. And the reason as to why is that who in their right mind or a rational person wants to look in the mirror and go, uh, Mike Tyson, he said in a great clip before, I don't like myself. 
Yeah. That's very tough, isn't it? To say, I don't like myself because of this, 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 and this. So for a trader, you've got to openly admit to yourself that you're to blame. Maybe your relationship with money is absolutely terrible and garbage. The people that you surround yourself have infected your mind over your whole childhood. So you've got limiting beliefs. So it doesn't matter how good, again, just go to that pyramid again. Because there, there's loads of intelligent people in trading. They can learn They can learn technicals and they can learn systems. Some people know, uh, I've taught people to know better than myself. They know yeah. absolutely everything. They could walk me out of the park with every fundamental bit of information you could imagine, but they still can't trade. Why is that? So it's, it's a mind. You don't need to know every single thing about the market or how it ticks or what's going to affect this and that to be able to trade successfully. And I think that is the, that is the key part that most people miss out on. Yeah, well, that, that is, that's where the industry is heading now is where I see all the time, you know, people after a certain amount of years in the market, they realize, hold on, the conditions aren't always the same and they start to change. And so straight away they go to their system. And this is an issue and, you know, we can't disregard it that most systems out there are predicated around changing every two, three years. Of course. Um, of course, because these are these are like heavily adapted modifications of, of core trading principles that have just been completely, in my opinion, skewed. Uh, what, what, how I like to call it westernized trading, right? Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't change the fact that people, they're always looking at conditions in the market, but never conditions inside of themselves and mm -hmm. how they actually how they actually stay on top of that. If people were to put the same passion in putting emphasis on their inner conditions as they do on market conditions, oh no, the market conditions are slow. What do I do? What do I do? They panic, right? Instead of thinking, wait, what are the conditions like in my mind? If they can neutralize and bring that to an equilibrium, I'm sure that the conditions outside won't matter. And you've probably seen it yourself, right? There's even an old quote actually that, that, that references is that you can put a poor trader in a great session, he'll lose. You put a great trader in a poor session, he'll win, mm -hmm. right? It's got nothing to do with how the market's moving or whatever. Yeah, sometimes it won't gel with your system too well. You'll have a lower performance, so to speak. But at the end of the day, no one's in this industry, I hope, to trade it for a year or two and just get out. This is a decade lifelong thing. Of course. And if people can really understand that, and, and the reason why, why, again, I'm not being pessimistic, but why I think many people watching this may not understand that is because they're being sold, right? That it's in your system, it's in your system, and it's in your system. They're being sold that five years later, the conditions are going to be different. You're going to have to change your system, my friend, right? They're being sold that loop mentally mm -hmm. because it's what makes money nowadays. Right. If and we so, look at, if we if we look at it from a broker point of view as well, yeah, they want you to trade a lot. That that's just the reality, mm -hmm. right? If I was a broker, what would I want a trader to do? I'd want you to take five trades, seven trades a day, because I know majority of people are not mentally equipped to be disciplined enough. To imagine you, imagine even me and you, yeah. you had to take seven trades a day. What's the chances that there's going to be a room for error at some point at seven trades every day? even though you know it very well. So yeah. it almost sets you up to lose already. You can say, well, I don't take seven trades today. I take three. You, again, there's so many positions. There's, I'm not saying there's this magic number of only take 10 trades a month and then you'll be sweet. It's not about that. But the more trades you have to take, the more margin for error because you're psychologically there. And what you said about the poor session, the, the good trader example, and we, we, we speak about the Ferrari example, and we look at conditions. Can you drive a Ferrari on black ice and snow the same way you drive on a dry track no no you can't so yeah. that's what people are doing so again and that is where they're like imagine you've done that you got in the club black ice it's been snowing heavily for like three days sorry the ferrari doesn't work 
Yeah. No, yeah, the, the safest the, decision then exactly. is just not to drive the car. Exactly. So when we talk about staying out in the market, protect your capital, that's what it is. The black ice, that can be elections. That could be closing your positions before the weekend because there's the bank holiday and there can be flash crashes and slippages, right? Yeah. That's where someone who's experienced will go, right, do you know what? I actually need to close all my positions. I need no fuel in the car at this point and I need to do nothing but just park it on the drive yeah. and just have it look pretty. Where someone else that's reckless will go, well, I don't care if it's raining, snowing, I'm in the car and I'm in it at full blast every single day, disregarding the different elements. Well, do you know, do you know what's funny about that example as well, right? And it relates to, 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 to society as a whole today. Why a lot of people want to be seen driving a really, really nice car or they want to be seen wearing nice clothes is for vanity, right? Mm. And a lot of people today, they, they treat their trading system the same way. They want to look nice on Instagram. They want to show people that they're doing something, right? They want to always, um, they always want to, always want to be in this proof mindset for, for other people and uh, are gaining acceptance from other people, not gaining acceptance from themselves. Don't see that much nowadays, but gaining mm. acceptance from other people. The same uh, principle, like I said, applies to people trying to buy a nice car to look nice for other people, trying to wear nice clothes to look, look, look nice for someone else, nice watches or whatever, or telling people, oh, I'm going away, I'm traveling, look at me, right? Like, there's so many concepts in normal life as well that people don't, they bring that same personality into trading. And that's why they stay trapped in this loop. And, you know, it's funny how people come into this industry thinking that they're now the black sheep of society, but there's also a rat race within trading as well. You can also be a quote-unquote sheep within trading as well, right? And that's a rabbit hole that I think people need to dive into and actually look into and think, are you part of that category, right? Because many people are. Um, that biggest, best advice anybody can do for free, go back and study the old traders like, um, I'm fasting, by the way, so I forget names. Um, Richard Dennis was one. Mm -hmm. um, Jesse Livermore. And there's one other guy as well. I forgot his name. But look into those two guys and just look at, even though it was like almost a century ago, right? Like their, their principles of trading psychologically. Mm -hmm. And just map that today. And something that's a century old can still apply today because money, the, the beliefs about money were the same. Exactly. Right? And that never changes. It's, so, it, this is where we can get into like Cacadian rhythms, law of the universe. Like these things have existed since time began essentially as, as far as we know that it's the exact same thing for example uh scientifically we have the same amount of thoughts per day the average human that didn't change a thousand years ago right from knowledge that we have so if it didn't change then why is it still relevant today which shows us that the way that you think about yourself was exactly the same as how you would have thought about yourself back then so doesn't that show you that we've not we've not evolved and sometimes we don't necessarily need to evolve we we often know that we've not evolved from the caveman mindset of you know fight or flight we want to be protecting ourselves because it's actually kept us in survival for all these years and then we kind of see that as a negative thing i don't actually see that as a negative thing i see that as well it's kept us alive this is why we're here right but what's the other side of the coin the other side of the coin is about acknowledging that we're like that for a particular reason which means that we can actually manipulate that and we can put it within our favor to set ourselves up to win. What's the chances that all these traders, ones that you spoke about, these seasoned veterans of the trading markets, right? They had their minds figured out. There's no way in a million years they would have been able to trade successfully, consistently how they did if they had, let's say, really low self-esteem or really bad self-talk or didn't do the inner work and they weren't aware of their own thoughts and emotions. Because mm -hmm. what would they have done? They would trade in millions, right, on a position they would have taken a loss and they would have carried it on to the next position because they hadn't, hadn't figured out that, that third pillar in the bottom right, which is their psychology.
So all of these traders right now, whether you might be someone who's going from prop firm to prop firm, assessment to assessment, they're kind of doing this vicious, vicious loop where you you acknowledge that psychology is a part because you've heard trading is not, like, ask these people direct, what percentage do you think psychology is? They'll go to you straight away and say 90%. So they already know it, yet they don't work on it. They work on the 90%, 10% of the time, if that, and wondering why it doesn't work out. So we kind of got to look at that, that left side of system and trading plan. The, the thing that most people are not realizing is that just because you pass an assessment and we're saying these things because we want you to, one can't exist without the other. If there's missing gaps, you're not going to be successful longer term. But the thing is, without the third pillar, which is, I think, really, uh, it goes unpunished at the beginning, is because that you can actually know your system really well and you could have a really solid trading plan that you've refined, hit a sequence of wins and pass assessments. And then it doesn't come back to haunt you until a few months in. And then suddenly you're like, but I knew my system really well. All these emotions that I'm now experiencing, I don't understand. Like I was doing well. I'm, I'm now funded. I've got to the next stage. What's going on? And that is when the emotions come. And then what people do is that they go back into the loop to think that there's somewhere in there in their trading plan that is the problem or somewhere in the system that is the problem. And they'll still ignore the third pillar again. And they yeah. keep doing it and they've done maybe say on average, I think five or six assessments. Yeah. So they're $3,000, 3,000 euros or whatever down until then it's like a big reality check. I was like, oh, hold on a minute. Maybe me going for another assessment again isn't the answer and I now need to go inwards. Imagine how many more people would save thousands by doing the inner work first and not having tons of bad habits. You see, do you know what? All that, again, it goes back to just a base level understanding of the brain. Like what, what you mentioned there, where people looking at the system first is what they call today in, in modern terms, a Cartesian paradigm that's spelled mm. C-A-R-T-E-S-I-N, for anyone wondering. Look into a Cartesian paradigm. And what that means is that everything has to be quantified, right? How in today's day and age, it's all about numbers, maths, calculation, rationality, reason, logic. What that means is people are solely prioritizing left brain. So if you look at that in trading, technically people are trading with half a brain, literally, right? Mm -hmm. Because what they're doing is they're disregarding the right brain, emotional brain as a myth. Oh, it's just, it's just emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Or people say to you, leave your emotions at the door, right? Or they, they be like, just shut your emotions off as if that's, that's going to happen, Right. I'm sure, Mark, yourself as well, trading larger capital, the fear is always going to be there. Anxiety is always going to be there, but you don't let it do the string pulling for you. That's the difference, right? And the problem now comes in where people, again, looking at the system because it's what their left brain is instructing them to do, or surely it's got to be something that I can make reason of or something that has to be logical or quantifiable or these kind of things. There has to be an explanation to it. There has to be a mm -hmm. number to it, right? Even trading psychology, people think just taking a pen and, and, and writing down okay, I understand what formal is, right, is going to make a difference. It's like, I'll give you an idea. Um, when I did tie boxing, right, and this relates directly to this, imagine you're hitting the bag or you're hitting pads, right, mm -hmm. and you're going at it full power. So you have the, the bag room and the pad room, but then you have the ring, yeah? Now, two different rooms. If I stayed in the pad room all the time and all I did was hit pads and hit bags, how is that going to actually affect me when I go into the ring and there's pressure now, will I be able to apply You're basically a demo trader. <laughs> it's demo trading, exactly. Yeah. Or, or even people who even might be scared to take on the capital, right? Because they think, oh, I need to be consistent for a set period of time. Actually, no, that's, exactly. a, that's a myth, right? Yeah, it's more feasible if you have some consistency in the market. You've got to know what you're talking about at least. 
But people put these magical numbers down, right? I did it in the past as well before taking on investor capital. I was like, I need to, I need to be hitting 10% a month, three months. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know, right? But my point being is that you got to get out of the pad room and you got to step in the ring sometimes, right? Because there's no point learning and learning and learning about psychology when you're not actually going to implement that in the markets. Everyone's blessed with the fact that we have five days of the week. In fact, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's actually six trading days mm -hmm. we count Sunday mm -hmm. um, to actually work on ourselves. Look at things. Everyone can do this. Look at how you respond. Like I'm talking physically and mentally in the moment when there's a trade shaping up. No one's aware to that. People are blind to their own blindnesses. We don't even pay attention to how we breathe in the moment because it's so natural to us. Anybody watching this can just try this. Just pay attention to how you breathe before you pull, pull the trigger on a trade. And you tell me your trading psychology is an important case closed. There you go. There you go. All these things matter. All these things connect. And it just goes back to the same thing. You don't have these pillars figured out and you've not refined them enough. You're not going to be moving as a circuit. It's not going to be moving in that loop where it actually flows correctly. And this is where I think some people uh, actually could look at this and go, and this is at least the exercise that uh, I really want everybody that's listening to do that I think is going to be really helpful as we kind of wrap this up, because our goal for this particular podcast was really about getting you to be more aware of the things that you actually need to have figured out. If you want to succeed in fund, if you want to trade six figures, seven figures and more, you want this to be a decade or more of career as Ebby was talking about earlier, which I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged to think that you'll do. You need to have these things figured out, right? But most people will look at the first pillar and go system. I know it. And this is where I really want to touch on this because it's important if you're not in this teachable mindset where you can actually drop your ego for just one moment and go, how well do I actually know my system? Because if you are someone directly, they could go, trust me, I know it flawlessly, right? Without even a thought that they might have some missing gaps in there that have done all the work. They could say, yeah, but I've done all these hours. I know it. Trust me, I know it like the back of my hand. But do you? The fact that you think that you know it shows me you don't know it. Because it's like saying that I know everything. I've just, well, we've just come up with a refinement now that's going to be deployed on the Falcon strategy very soon, which is an absolute game changer in terms of uh, not compromising the risk, but increasing the returns. I'm so excited to, to roll this out, but it has to be rolled up correctly. Think about it. I was doing this since 2008. The refinements come in 2022. Right? I could have stopped years ago. But why? But this is the next layer, but it's, done, it's been done correctly. It's been tested for a long period of time. It's not just been thrown in there. So if I had that mindset, right, as a mentor, same as yourself, I know everything. How would we ever evolve? How would we refine? How would we actually make the adjustments that need to be made at the right time? We wouldn't be able to do it. So I encourage everybody listening to just question for a moment, how well do you know your system? How well do you think your trading plan is refined? Someone could say, I've got my trading plan. Well, which one is it? Is it the first one? If it's the first one, then you definitely don't have it. Right, no one in no one in the world of trading that succeeded has got their first trading plan, and it's always been the first trading plan. It's probably uh, 0.7, You know, like it's, it could be the seventh or eighth one. You would have refined. You would have overcomplicated it at the first. You then would have had to realize why there's too much. There's too many pages. You would have stripped it all back, and then you would have realized, oh, my psychology is not on point. So I, I encourage you to do this. See the triangle, draw it out. Look at these pillars. These are your foundational pillars that you need to have in place. But you have to score and mark on for yourself how well you know those pillars and then you actually can actually look at right what do i need to do next so imagine you look at on the left you like system i know my system seven out of ten for example you can't pick seven because that's just like a, a number that you're not even thought about so give a real number right six eight four whatever it is then your trading plan you might say well i've only got my first one 
So you see there's layers to it because you could say, I know my trading plan, 10 out of 10, but it could be your first version. That might not even be a good trading plan. So you might know an average trading plan like the back of your hand, but that's still not effective for you yet. So you have to keep going back to these pillars to improve and refine. Then you go to your psychology. If you answer that honestly, then I'm sure it's going to be something like a two or a three because most traders, 99% of traders have not even gone into the depths that they need to, to work on their psychology. That way, you know what you need to focus on versus what you're actually prioritizing. It'd be anything to kind of add on that as an exercise, anything practical that for anyone listening, you think they could do to work on this, it's going to help them get funded and stay funded essentially. Yeah, very, very simple exercise that everybody can do. It's universal. Uh, I mentioned it slightly in the beginning as well. It doesn't matter what, what system you trade. Um, if you want to find out if psychology is your issue, the simple way to do it is go back and test, right? There's three pairs. And if you can actually demonstrate some sort of consistent performance, anything that has a, or shows a positively rising equity curve in your backtesting performance, look at your live performance. And if they are different, then your issue is likely your, your mind. Because the only difference between backtesting and live trading is that in backtesting, the brain doesn't see any threat present. There's no pressure involved. Mm -hmm. Right. But in live trading, there is. And what happens is that pressure supersedes and it overcomes your ability to think in a calm and neutral state of mind, which you are doing when you're backtesting. That's the only missing link. So that shows you that with that missing link now, that's something that you might need to work on as well. Right. Um, and, and that's really my best advice in terms of an exercise I could give. Another thing as well, on top of that, for everybody, just when you're, when you're about to pull the trigger on a trade or whatever it might be, just sit there, be present with yourself. And listen to the thoughts that you're having, write them down, right? And that's where it requires that you mention open-mindedness and honesty, mm -hmm. right? And secondly, following on from that, is just monitor how you're breathing. If you're breathing really fast, you cannot, you, you have no control over your state of mind at that stage, right? And it goes to show you need to understand your mind a lot better. And there's practical things that you can do as well on top of that, but we'll save that for another time. 100%. Absolutely bang on. Well, there you go. I uh, really appreciate you jumping on. Ibi, I know you're fasting as well, so your voice is probably... Uh, it get a bit dry for speaking, but I appreciate you coming on, taking the time and sharing these things because our goal here, especially for this podcast and for the channel, uh, we really thought about this is what is happening in the industry right now. People are burning so much money and they're ignoring the fact that these pillars need to be figured out in order for that system and everything just to flow correctly and put yourself in the best position to succeed. So I hope you've uh, taken some visuals away, some really great examples. So thank you for that, Ivy. That's been awesome. And we'll catch you on the next episode of In My Inside the Mind podcast. Take care, everyone. Take care. See you, Ibi. Bye.